Well, hey, thanks for joining us. We're picking it up from where we left off. More Baptist ruminations coming up. So John Owen's debunking of baptism. Uh, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. So just keep going on that one. So I think that basically summarizes his first two objections. He's like, first, burden of proof from Scripture lies with the Baptists. They've got to show from Scripture how this thing is not biblical. No problem. Can do. So we've spoken about the covenantal arguments, mm-hmm. but also I think you can argue just what baptism from just is. the lack of explicit detail. Well, there's the lack of explicit evidence. Like if... Because you think in okay Anglicanism aside, which seems to view the baptism of infants as almost like an anomaly, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, in in Presbyterian theology, it's like so important. Mm. You know, mm. it's a really big deal. Mm. And some guys will talk about how if you're not baptizing your kids, it's like spiritual child abuse. Mm. You know, and some Anglicans will talk like that too. Oh, for sure. And you think, well, if it was that important, surely it would be clear. Yeah, exactly. And especially when the clarity, you know, at least from my perspective, falls in the other direction. You know, you just, yeah. you know, you do, what is baptism? Well, we have a very clear theology of what it is. Yeah. So just do that, you know. Um, what is yeah. it? There's two proof texts. There's the, this promises for you and for your children. Well, I'm thinking That's even the one beyond proof. that. I'm thinking about like what Paul talks about. You know, in Romans six and yeah, you know, Colossians two, and like, yeah. what does it mean? Like, well, why do you get baptized? Yeah. And you have a very yeah. positive argumentation that's reflected in all the Reformed confessions, and as you mentioned in Anglicanism, you know, it, it's it's just that then it gets just ridiculously applied based on some carryover principle to a child yeah. to which it cannot apply unless you're going to go back to Rome or something, or unless yeah. you're going to. Um, come up with some sort of, you know, again, I think Lutheranism is consistent in that it is to come up with a full orb system on this idea, uh, you know, yeah. but then you got to let go of, of, of being able to, uh, you know, someone who is regenerate needs to be able to fall away. That's how it needs to work. Absolutely. And, yeah. um, and, you know, it's why you have to be, you have to be Lutheran in the yeah. Or, yeah, or Catholic actually, to be yeah. fair. They also, <clears throat> yeah, it, it's, so again, I, I'm not persuaded the burden of proof thing, A, I'm not sure that that's fair. But also, if you want to give me that burden of proof, I think you can make a very strong argument from Scripture. Yeah. Yeah, I can handle okay. that burden. So, oh, that more burdens the second, were like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Better than the burden of a PhD, definitely. Oh, oh, for sure. So the, <clears throat> uh, the second argument is from history. But yeah. he, he, to be fair, he is not only talking about church history, but he's mm. also talking about the history of going back into the Old Testament. So all of the history of God's people everywhere have always given the sign and seal of the covenant to their children. Yeah, yeah. So And so, and this is kind of Klein's big thing as well, which is why I've wrestled with it a bit, the family solidarity principle and, and just, um, mm-hmm. you know, and so it was, Klein is such an interesting approach here. He was like, listen, you know, because typically what happens is the internal external covenant distinction, you know, amongst Presbyterians. And he's like, listen, you can't even do that. You know, the Baptists are right to call foul on that one. And, um, you know, amen for him, to him for seeing that. Um, so what he did, though, was he said, all right, so actually what we just need to say is that the covenant of grace is external at the end of the day. From beginning, it's always external. And then you have this internal reality of the covenant of redemption in that anyone who comes to, 
um, Christ ultimately will be in that covenant of redemption and they will mm-hmm. always have come through the covenant of grace. But the covenant of grace on its own terms, uh, you know, they're, um, they're, it's external. So I think it probably is the best, most consistent form I've, I've seen, you know, in that at least then mm-hmm. you've put that to rest. There it is. Uh, but then you've just stuck with, you got to try and make the new covenant external, yeah. you know, which is just, I, I just cannot bring myself to do. I can do it for every other covenant of the Bible, except the new covenant. It's just, there's nothing about that covenant that says this is just external. You know, it seems like the whole force of everything that is, and there's progression. That's the point. You've got a progression going on. It doesn't matter that everyone's always done it. The, it's like saying everyone's always sacrificed a lamb. You know, or everyone's always had a blood altar sacrifice thing. Well, we just, that the whole point there is that we don't do that anymore for a reason, you know, or everyone's always yeah. met at the temple or everyone's always, you know, come around as a altar oriented people. Mm-hmm. Well, we still do that, but it's now fulfilled. Yeah. And so everyone's same always at a high priest. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just, I get particularly frustrated with the progressive biblical theology guys because, you know, they should be able to see that at a greater level. Yeah. Um, yeah. The one, the one thing about that though, with the family solidarity principle, is just that I believe it as well. That's worth saying. And whenever someone talks to me about that principle and says, you know, God is always concerned himself with the family, mm-hmm. nothing nothing changes in in that mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's still 100% true that you still have the obligation as a parent to nurture your children in the faith. Uh, it's still 100% true that God will make use of means, primary, uh, primary, primary of which... Uh, are the family or is the family and um and you know if anyone's going to come to christ it's likely going to happen as that that faith is is um taught in the family model um and at church you know you've got to be mindful of the children who are given to the church to steward and and so everything stays exactly the same it's just we're giving the covenant sign to those who believe in 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 honor of that progression that's taken place um, yeah, yeah I, I, I think that's a big point because, um, you know, a lot of my Anglican friends have always said, well, look, you Baptists, you raise your kids as though they're covenant children anyway. You know, you teach them the Lord's Prayer, you teach them how to pray, you te- you read the Bible to them, you, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, well, but I don't treat them on the assumption that they are Christians. You know, I want them to, you know, to call on the name of the Lord be saved mm. and you want that too so like you know, we're doing it exactly the same way is, yeah. is my point and that's not an argument either way i think you can actually take the baptist argument a bit further and say i want my children to experience the sacrament of baptism mm. exactly. you know? like because i think you made this point to me a little while ago and you were saying well what does it actually do for the child mm. and if you you either answer that in a kind of lutheran or catholic way mm-hmm. saying that your baptism regenerates your child mm-hmm. in some or other way you know mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. makes them christian mm-hmm. or um you answer that by saying it it doesn't do anything for the child in which case you think well if it does do something for the child, then I understand why you want to do it. Mm-hmm. But most Protestants, mm. apart from Lutherans, would say it doesn't. And so then you say, well, why not just wait so that they can experience the sign and then it does do something for them. Mm. Mm. So actually it's part of the family concern to say, I want this to be the climax of my children's 
one of Faithful. the funny things for me is just hearing uh, uh, them say, no, but it's, it's a sign for them to look back on, you know, and, and look upon mm-hmm. and therefore be saved. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to break this to you guys, but you actually can't look upon your christening. You know, you, you could look upon, you know, not to if be you uncouth, video, here, maybe. <laughs> but you, you could, yeah, you need a video and, you know, Hey, let's be honest. We haven't, we haven't really had that for a while. So, so, you know, you could look upon your circumcision quite easily. In fact, that was kind of the genius <laughs> exactly. of the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you a know, tattoo, that yeah, would be a better idea. There we go. So it's not really a sign in that sense. You know, it's a symbol more properly yeah. speaking. And, um, and you know, it, there is just simply no, no worth you know if you don't know what you know again like if it's i totally get the lutheran thing i mean i don't agree with it but i get it like it's done something for you you know you're you're arguing that you're regenerate as a result you can always look upon that reality but um but yeah the presbyterian thing i don't know you know the other thing though is it's funny i've just you know once i suppose once you get over the hill with this stuff and you just you know kind of come back back to what you were saying earlier with the anglican friend of yours um, you know, you get over the, the reading hump and you think about the, 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 the cognitive rest that you finally end up sort of experiencing. And you know, what, what interesting thing for me is that I just, I just totally read the Presbyterian literature now and I'm benefited by it all because it's like, mm-hmm. it's actually all just like great, you know? So you want to read the, the stuff on family solidarity brilliant you know i love every second of it i believe it all you know it's just it almost has nothing to do with baptism that's the bottom line you know but it's just great stuff and a real focus on 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 a real truth um you know likewise with other elements um you know the external reality of the church or the visible nature of the church or the you know it's all just good in and of itself and um but it's just you know i suppose once you lose the the, the sense of pressure that it must then form this accumulative argument to have you come to a pedo-baptist position. It just becomes, it just, I, it, feel, it feels to me a little bit more and more obvious every day that it could never make that case. But I realize that's very facetious to those who are listening and, um, you know, obviously not persuasive. But let's say you adopt that whole thing. Let's say you go, you know what? God has always, coming back to Owen's argument, God has mm-hmm. always worked in that whole family scenario and uh, given the sign to the kids and all that. Okay, let's say you decide to do that. Here's the number one obstacle I face every single time. You can't mm-hmm. anyway, because no one does anyway, because no one gives their kids the sacrament. No one gives them Lord's Supper, you know, unless you're federal vision, which is pretty darn fringe, which no one really wants to be anyway. You know, so yeah. so actually that, that whole thing doesn't even work. You know, so just don't even do that. What you are wanting to do is do something consistently, you know, mm. and you, you've already yeah, so chosen why your don't guns. People, why, why don't people want to give their children the sacrament of communion? Well, uh, there are a few different reasons, but I mean, I think um, one of the main ones is that there's an explicit command, you know, to to obviously concern yourself with what's, you know, understand basically what's happening and not uh, take yeah. it, take it uh, without discerning the body, etc. Um, but the, so, so what they would say is simply that, okay, well, the continu- continuity remains unless there's something explicit that, that says otherwise. So we would simply give the sign of, of entry to our kids because nothing explicitly has been said to forbid it. But that is not the case with uh, communion. Let us rest our peace, you know. But, I mean, okay. I think that's just, wow, you know. <laughs> I'm like, you, that's far you've greater. You've lost the continuity with the Old Testament. Exactly. You've shut your whole argument to death. I mean, if anything, how that should go is, Paul has, by virtue of the fact that he has, you know, um, stopped you from doing that with the one sacrament, really giving you 
wholehearted reason to to not go ahead with the other one either uh, in thinking that actually this whole big point of progression that has come about in biblical theology has every bearing on the question and um, it's probably more important to keep the two intact baptism and the lord's supper than it is to to kind of uh, assume some yeah, level so of friendly. continuity yeah. yeah so yeah yeah no I, well i i mean i think that's i think that's right so i think if you're going to go down the if you're going to go down the continuity line mm-hmm. you have to ask the question about why we're not and again it's interesting because as far as i know historically nobody gave kids communion yeah it's always been a weird fringe thing you know um, yeah, and so people have just again. It's been that like, wow, we need some we need some consistency here. This is killing us, and you yeah. understand yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. But they just then move in the in this crazy way, you know. So, so I mean, really, I think that sums up uh, Owen's. Uh, oh no, hang on, sorry. There is a whole. <laughs> I was about to say, dude, are you reading the same Owen? <laughs> I think there was like a book left on, on the subject. <laughs> Maybe two, Whoa. maybe three. There is a lot of Owen left in this article. Yeah, no, dude, this is like a. Okay, that was like, a nice. Oh, that was the introduction. This is like a skimming the surface of skimming the surface. This Whoa. is just a mockery. But he does sort of summarize it there, and he says basically, I think his last point is the one we've already touched on, which is that if God wants to give ordains to give spiritual benefit to someone, we have no right to take it away from them. And the spiritual benefit of infant baptism is the sign and seal of the external covenant. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, again, I think uh, for that, you're just going, okay, that begs the question big time. It assumes the thing yet to be proven. And, you know, I, you would, I, would, I would be happy with resting on something like that once I've already established that it is, in fact, a spiritual mm-hmm. benefit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you can't just say that. You can't just say hey, something's a spiritual benefit, therefore we should do it. Uh, when the question in play is, is it, you know, or you yeah. know, or yeah. we know that it is, When, without a doubt, everyone agrees that when someone believes and is baptized, there is spiritual benefit. Everyone agrees on that. The question then, yeah. you know, is is, is 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 that also true for kids or infants, I should say, prior to faith. So, um, you know, let me just throw this one in there because I realize we're not going to get through Owen, but I'll tell you, I'll just cut to the chase and the most forceful argument for me, the thing that constantly batters me around um, mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of bring, if anything's going to bring sort of a ruffle to me, it's going to be uh, these ideas, but it's just never enough. But I'm just throwing it in here to, to sort of, because I realize we've, we've sort of built some serious straw men in this, uh, in this, um, <laughs> <laughs> podcast so it's like it's, it's gonna be kind of infuriating to the to the cause um but uh the big thing is just that they you know you think about the whole like why would you why on earth would you assume continuity when the whole progress as i was saying earlier um shows this level of of discontinuity and that now the, the shadows are fulfilled um and I think probably the only reason I, you know, I would go into it going, obviously, the, obviously we don't baptize our kids. But then you hit those awkward little texts that talk about things like being cut off from the branches and, you know, um, mm-hmm. being grafted mm-hmm. in, and which, which I, th- I think, and even just the apostasy discipline sort of texts and whatnot. Um, they seem to indicate that there is a way in which, like, I actually, Doug Wilson in that, um, in that um, talk with James White recently, 
mm-hmm. put it pr- probably the best, just sort of it resonated with me deeply when he said this. I love the way, by the way, he explains things. I mean, it's just, he's so good at just boiling it down, you know, it's just some very, very easy way. He's, he's quite a genius like that. But he goes, I believe that uh, the Frisbee is not stuck as an external object in the tree, right? <laughs> but I yeah. believe that, that they're, it's part. It's a branch that can be broken off. So it's not like the frisbee can be taken out and put back in, which is a great way to talk about what Baptists are saying. You know, um, yeah, we're saying, we're saying that if someone comes into the church, <laughs> you got, you, and they're not believers, you got a whole lot of frisbees in. <laughs> so you got a frisbee tree, right? It's just a full of frisbees, and you got to pluck those frisbees out, and then you got a pure tree at the end of it. And I think that's a great. I mean, I. You know, touche. Uh, mia culpa. I am guilty as charged because that's literally how I think about it. And um, and so, like, I'm I'm surveying for frisbees, bro. That's what's happening. Where he's going? No, no, no. The whole point here is that the, there's a branch in there. It's actually organically connected to the tree somehow. And his point is that it's not. And this is, you know, he was kind of. And let's get it out of the Doug Wilson camp now because I'm not even worried so much about his um his um, vindication of his own theology there. But more just this would this would be my understanding of let's say Klein for example that there is in the covenant of grace mm-hmm. a plugging into the tree uh, an organic connection of some sort it's not necessarily that it's um, uh, salvific or soteriological mm-hmm. but it's 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 real it's it's in the, they get some connection to Christ like that and um, and so when it gets broken off you know you're not you're not playing around with um, issues of regeneration at that point. Um, and, and so it's a way, and, and, you know, at that level, what's appealing about it is just a way to wrestle with a difficult passage, you know, and, and, and that, that's, that's nice and good for me because it's not artificial. It's not some weird carryover from papacy or Roman Catholicism. Um, it's, it's just a, Oh man, we've got to explain that somehow, you know? Um, and, you know, it'd be crazy for me as a Baptist to come along and say, well, that's just a real easy text to solve, no problem at all, because um, I think it is a difficult one. But I just think what, where that lands, everyone's just got to look at the text and make some calls on it, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, based on what you feel is the most satisfactory position, you know, end up with, with, a, with something there, and that will impact baptism. But it's not... You know, at that you know at that level, it's a legitimate conversation. It's not just like, how can you guys be so you know idiotic in baptizing your kids? If they're coming at it through that yeah, angle, that they're, yeah. they're like, you know, hey, this is a, a matter of real conviction, and I can totally appreciate that. So I think it's uh, though I differ, I totally appreciate it. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. With that, take it easy, and we'll uh, catch you guys on the flip side. Mm-hmm.